what's up what's up what's up it's another episode of chocolate with the side of medicine i am your host amy joe md and i have with me dr chris hello guys dr no no hey dr sunshine here present and ready to roll yes mm. welcome back dr no no she was out here saving lives last time yes. but she's here uh, I was out being jealous of y'all posting plics from your Beyonce concert experience. Yet to have yet. Don't be jealous. Don't was, be you jealous. know how heated I was to see y'all up there just like heated. in your booty, oh, the church girl. For real? And I'm you over here heated? writing my 20th admission. Oh, heated. Like, <laughs> I got the cool it down. I was hot. Heated. heated. I was heated. Don't be mad because you was making coins, okay? You was making money. Yes, that's true. Okay. You were making while, money. While we were yes, out here money. missing those yes. good RVUs, you were making money. Yes, we were shaking our booty. Uh, yes, we Johnny were having a good made time. A mess but you made some money. I didn't make so no money taking my booty. I spent it. <laughs> yeah. Your sister, Dr. Chris, over here didn't even remember that she was off work. I didn't. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, how many, I got that's how many days off Chris be taking that she be forgetting. Nah, she takes days off. I, I reject that. I reject that. What is your excuse then? Who forgets no. that they took days off from work? I don't. Because Me I've either. been working so hard. Uh-huh. That oh, might be. I feel oh, you. Oh, I support oh, that. Oh, you you're working, support you you're working so hard that you just forgot that you took a day off? Oh, yes. Okay. Cool, 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 yes, cool, that cool, can cool. happen. <laughs> Okay. Okay. But but I will say, hey, Nashville, listen, Nashville peeps, love your city. Had a, an amazing time. Yes, it was so much fun. Oh, yeah. I will go back. Nashville, I could easily do again and again because it was just good vibes. The food was delicious. It was great. Yes. I mean, y'all it were between three different cities at one point. There was Nashville, obviously here, and then what was the other one? New Orleans? Houston? Cali. No, oh, the yeah, New Orleans. And uh, Cali, right? At the LA, what's the new giant stadium they just built? SoFi. SoFi. SoFi, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Nashville, yeah. Nashville's Liddy. I've always loved Nashville, always. And it was Dr. Yeah. Chris's first time in Nashville, it so was. we showed her a good time. We showed yeah. her a good time. Yeah. A good time. I did. Yeah. We gotta go back, because it was a short trip i didn't realize how short it was yeah there for what two it was days? Just, yeah not even like a day really? no because i flew out flew out friday after work and yeah. then got there like 1 a.m saturday flew back on sunday yep well i got there early friday so i hit i got there friday hit up with some brunch spots had a good time yes met up with dr chris um took a nap then got back you definitely up. Definitely took your nap. <laughs> she had I a whole day though. You had a you had a whole day. Yeah, I had been drinking. By the time you got there, I'd been I drinking know. all day. It's time That's for a nap. True. I know she was living. First of all, y'all should also know. Y'all should also know. It's Amy Joe. Listen, Amy Joe knows people everywhere. That's I don't think true. that I don't think there's a major city that Amy Joe could touch down in and she don't know nobody. <laughs> Amy Joe literally hit up one of her friends from life, right? And was just gallivanting around Nashville before we even got there. <laughs> look. Taking pictures like, ooh, I'm here. Ooh, I'm here. Ooh, look at this flower wall. Ooh, look well, what I'm drinking. Froze, froze. Oh, y'all behind. <laughs> that, 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 that. I'm like, what? It was delicious. I regret nothing. <laughs> I'm sure you know. I'm sure you know. When you, you went to sleep, man, you got on that couch and you were like, I am around too. Talking about, yeah. oh, when they when they land, they got to catch up. I'm like, okay, all right, mm-hmm. catch all up right. with this nap. Listen, but but <laughs> wait, Doctor No No, hold on. But what they what they haven't mentioned, which I think is important, is that <laughs> I took time out of my brunch drinking to go buy them snacks. She did, and, and all the stuff, right? So she I was did. like, I gotta get over here and let me buy some snacks real quick. And then after that, I went and started drinking some more. So I paused the drinks. Went and got some more drinks and to make sure that when I did finally get dropped off in front of my Airbnb, that I had snacks for them. And then I okay. went to sleep. She did. She did that. And that was very thoughtful. Not only that, she also she also bought she also bought ponchos because it was supposed to rain. Thank the Lord it didn't. Shout out to Beyonce. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she bought us ponchos and everything. And she also introduced me to the best gummy bears known to man. And I don't even know the name of the gummy bears, but it's the best gummy bear I've ever tasted. Oh, by far the best you know in what? my lifetime in my don't lifetime you, don't you go anywhere because I, I brought it here i don't know the name of it she she literally put them on the table oh. mm-hmm. yes they were really good. okay 
They, were they really are good. literally the best gummy bears I have ever tasted. And then she goes on to tell me how other people are also addicted to these things. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I want to um, I want to blame uh, one of my bridesmaids for these, right? So one of one of y'all, you wouldn't expect who, um, but the coach. <laughs> Joni? <laughs> yeah. She is the reason why I'm addicted to these things. Um, and now we got, you know, Dr. Sunshine yes. out here. She's like, yo. What 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 is this? What are these things? What am I eating? Like she's literally eating them. Like what is this thing that I'm eating that is so good? Right? I'm de- this is so delicious, and I'm like, yep, oh got you too, got you <laughs> too. Yeah, she definitely Lured she definitely in. got me because I started I started taking a couple. I'm like, hmm, yeah, I notice. I just keep going and taking some. I'm like, oh, these are good. <laughs> she's like, oh man, okay. That's why I bought this big pack. Yeah. Now, Dr. Chris started the weekend off like, so my outfit, you know, just give me some mixed nuts with no salt. You know, that's what I'm gonna do, and I was like, I gotta fit into my outfit. Every trip we do, yeah, I'm about to get these do. Pringles and these Sprites <laughs> and some gummies, and then I'll get your unsalted nuts. <laughs> Them nuts were still on the table when I left okay. for the airport but that listen, morning. Listen, I got my nuts, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, sure, okay. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> No Funny. pun intended. We're here all night, know, people. Dr. Chris always get her nuts. <laughs> don't, y'all, right. don't y'all be fools. I like my don't nuts. Y'all be fools. Yeah. Like my nuts. So, yeah. But it, it was good. I had a good time. Listen, let me tell people, anybody, you know, the U.S. leg has now started. We all know that. But these people came. They were not for play play. Like, Mm-mm. the magic that... Folks, I mean, everybody was dressed. I mean, and I'm not talking about like you had to have on heels or anything, but you knew that everybody walking through the door had taken some time to think about what they wanted to wear specifically to match the vibe of the event. It was so cool. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, outfits, people, it just go ahead and do it. And if I were were to put a theme on the outfit, I would call it like futuristic disco Futuristic disco cowboy Vogue. parade, Vogue cowboy parade. That's probably what great. I would call it. Yeah, lots of rhinestones great. and sparkly stuff with metallic colors and like. And don't yes. don't forget yes. the cowboy yes. hat. Don't forget the cowboy. Lots hat. of cowboy hats. <laughs> lots of sheer. Lots of like playing with like colors and, mm-hmm. but lots of lots of metallic. Um, your uh, Doctor Sunshine, your sister was offended that I had this top that I was gonna wear. Well, that I did wear. I wore the top. <laughs> and y'all, listen, I saved her from being a a, a fashion no no. Lord Jesus, help us all. I wanted to put a cute tank top underneath the top. It was sheer, but it was like metallic and sparkly, and it had like all these different colors. It was shiny. I love the top. But I also have been brunching. And, you know, unlike Dr. Chris, who was like, give me some salted, lightly salted nuts. I was like, let me get two appetizers, full <laughs> meal, 10 dishes. <laughs> so by the time the concert came around, my belly was big. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I wasn't going to hold it in. I can't sing Beyonce and hold in my stomach. It requires, Why would you do you that? If you don't sing Beyonce, it's going to require you your full effort. Right. You need all the breath. You need all I need your breath. You from right? your diaphragm or deep down. Yes. Know? And Beyonce is expecting me to sing with my full voice. So I right, can't be in here right. holding my stomach in <laughs> and oh singing Beyonce. So since I understood that and I knew mm-hmm. that I wasn't willing to sacrifice all these brunch spots that we were doing because the food looked great, you know. I'm having Oyster Rockefeller and all this stuff. I was like, maybe I should put a little tank top on underneath so, you know, cover it up. She was so offended. She was like, oh, oh my God. Oh, what, what are we talking about all, right now? First of all, first of all, first of all, she comes in and she models it for me, right? And when she's modeling it for me, because she's like, option A, option B, option A, option B. What do you think? I'm like, oh, bet, option A. She's like, cool, I'm going to go put a tank top on underneath it. I'm like, why? It looks great the way it is. She's like, but my boobies out and everything's all out. I'm like, right, that's what makes it fly. I was like, what are you talking about right now? I'm like, that's going to be lame. And then the way I said it, I think it really hit her in the heart. Like, oh, <laughs> I was like, fine. Right, right in the yeah. chest. 
You know what? I was like, fine. If I, if Beyonce, what would Beyonce say right now? Beyonce say, "Girl, we're gonna give them. We're gonna give the summer what it's gonna get." So they right. got brunch belly, stomach belly, <laughs> and sheer top. I was cute though. You know, you couldn't really tell. I was that pretty was excited. I so selfie it's nice. Yeah. So you know, it was good, but uh, just it was a good time. I was Shout like, girl, you look street. super cute. I'm like, yeah. oh, you got the colors. You got the sheer doing your own version of little Kiki Palmer going on. I'm like, Did. I got my Kiki on. Yes. Um, it was good, though. I, I had a good time. I can't wait to do it again. We got to plan for the next one in like 10 years, I guess. I don't know. Plan for the next what? You about to go. Concert. No, together. 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 Oh. She oh. means like next oh. time, all together. Yeah, whenever. Yeah, whenever. Yes. Now, don't feel bad for Dr. No-No, y'all, because I'm like, dang, they left her. Dr. No-No will be floor seats in Chicago, okay? So, don't worry. She's on the floor. Her and Beyonce gonna high-five when she comes skipping down that Mm -hmm. aisle. So, Mm -hmm. she's good. good, girl. Keep going. Yeah. It's gonna be a good time. (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be a good time. Last time we we went to see a concert at the um, Soldier Field, we were in the 400s. Because we were poor med students, and we literally did not hear anything from the show. We heard vibrations. Yep. Like, oh, I think that might be from the ladies. I think. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then we could see Lake Michigan from our seats. Like that's how high up we were. So. I'm with you, uh, Doctor No No. The last, the last time I, well, not the last time, the first time I saw Beyonce in Soldier Field. I was in the second to last. I, I had no money, none. <laughs> second, to <last. laughs> second to last row from the top. Oh my god, five hundred. We like, have a five hundred section. <laughs> yes, I was in the second oh. to last row from the top. Oh it was god. so high that the music sounded like it was turned down. I was like, "Damn, what song is that?" <laughs> um, <laughs> you couldn't even hear the music. <laughs> couldn't, could not. It, it was, it was. We were high enough that you know how, like, before something starts and everything's kind of quiet, you just kind of hear the rumblings. Yeah. Of people talking, that's how it sound up at the top in the middle of the concert. Like, yeah, you know, oh so I had told him he had said, but you can hear everything. <laughs> so, and I remember, like, Lord, please let me pass these steps because I, I can't be this poor forever. I'm just trying to be invest my life further down. God. If you gotta, here right now, because I can't get closer to the stage, right? I'm high enough. I'm high up enough, right? And I'm sure you can hear me whispering because that's how high I am. Okay, if you could just enlarge my territory so that I too can come down and see Beyonce, I, I can I at least see the sparkles. Like the light ain't even getting up. The speed of light ain't fast enough to get up oh here and I can catch a sparkle from her little outfit. I'm so yeah, high so up. <laughs> so let me let me get down a little bit further. Um, I, will, I will report back and let you guys know we are. Yeah, and, and, look, and look what God has done. Look what He did. Yeah, look what He did in your life. Can't tell me God ain't. ain't won't He do it this time? I saw Jay Z right past me like, yeah, <laughs> yes, Jay, 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 Jay. He ain't say nothing, but he walked right, past. Right. I saw him. Walked past him. He walked so past. you know, life has gotten better. We, we yo, Amy, right. Amy Joe got the eye. Amy Joe got the eye because she was like, she was like, "Hey y'all, that's Babyface. Hey y'all, that's Jay. She hey y'all, I'm like, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I'm mad I missed Jay though. I didn't see Jay. Yeah, that's you YouTube. He's trying to record the whole concert. Listen, but you know, area. but you know why? But Jay walked out at the exact right time yep. because as yep. soon as the concert started, all of our attention is on the stage, and then that's when he walked by with Blue and the yeah. whole crew. They all walked by. I ain't seen Miss Tina. No, I didn't see Miss Tina either. So yeah, they come out. They come out once she gets started, so that because people at that point are like looking at her, so they're not right. really paying attention. The lights have gone down mm-hmm. and everything, but I was looking. Cause, I, you know, I, I pay attention. I pay attention. To everything. So yeah, it was it was good. Um, I have no idea who has the the events, but I still want to. I, and oh, I know who has it. But the person who has it does not want to talk about. The syphilis is out here in these streets. No, I'm talking don't. about summertime, Chicago, summertime shot. Not, not this is not against about, Chicago right about, now. 
I can talk about syphilis. It's okay. Yo, I we always giving people it's, bad. We always giving people bad news about STDs. I feel like we listen. Always, I want that too. We always breaking <laughs> bad news. Always breaking news. Breaking news. Yo, always. Look, we first we, for people. I'm look, the to... World, World Health Organization that ended the pandemic and people outside. I just want them to know it ain't safe in these streets. It ain't safe. It ain't safe. Put your put your put your loins up, okay? Because <laughs> between what was it? What was the um, Doctor Chris? What was the numbers? I think it said 128 percent. Hold on, let me tell you. 128 percent rise in syphilis cases in Houston area linked to pregnant women. Yo. Y'all raw dogging, obviously, because she pregnant <laughs> she and she got syphilis. I mean, how? <laughs> look, I know y'all outside, but all I'm telling you is that it ain't safe this summer, okay? Every summer, it gets progressively worse. Two summers ago, we had drug-resistant gonorrhea. It's still there. Now we got this increase in syphilis. And listen, we don't always test for syphilis, so you could carry yeah. that for a little while. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Um... I was just telling y'all about the, I've seen a case of um, uh, lymphogranuloma, venarium, chlamydia. Mm. All I'm telling y'all is, listen, cuffing season needs to come a little bit earlier. I know it's hot outside. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I can't say we outside no more because I'm outside with my husband. But I hate y'all outside. <laughs> <laughs> she flashes the ring across the screen. <laughs> but yo, man, it ain't safe out here. So I think y'all need to get, cuff a summer buddy, yo, right? Cut, like cut make a pack. Yeah. Get a kind of roster, man. No long rosters this summer because the, it's stuff out here that you can't give back this summer. And I don't want it to be the summer, the summer you saw Beyonce and you couldn't give back what you got after the concert. Mm. So um please, please please protect yourself guard your loins or get you a really good summer buddy that's like listen you need to be outside i need to be outside we want to go outside separate places i'll meet up with you later let's get this std test check at the beginning of the summer let's commit to you know a little deal package deal and then let's go on if you must package deal i love it no a little something just make some deals y'all a little packed that it's going to be you need a summer pack together yeah I mean that's cool. Yeah, COVID's still out here, so you can't actually be busting slide with everybody. Cause, mm-hmm. <laughs> ooh, I am not at the. Ooh, you know, pe- people be sharing drinks. So I'm like, I'm not there yet. I'm not there. Don't, I, I don't actually, I actually drink. wasn't even really sharing drinks before COVID, low key. But like, even if mm-hmm. I was, I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to taste it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I just, it's okay. I, I'll get my own. I'm good. Oh, Thanks. oh! You said it's good. No, it's cool. I'm gonna order my own. I got, I got right. it. I got it. I trust you. Let me order me right. one. Yeah, exactly. Give me one of those. <laughs> I'm gonna get give one me, of those. Give she me one of those. Good. I want one of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no COVID plus gonorrhea plus syphilis. I mean, it's a bad way to live. Um, oh, that's horrible. It is. That doesn't. And I got a few cases. Good. I'm still sprinkling cases in of COVID. So you know, contrary mm-hmm. to popular belief, yeah, we um, admitted a couple of COVID pneumonias like yeah. two, three weeks ago. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen that in a very long time, but they, sure enough, they had it real bad. Yeah, well, you know, because they mm. come in waves. It's like here, like you thought, you thought I was gone. You forgot about me, but oh, you here thought I am now. Oh, you oh, thought yeah. wrong. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, right. here I, I mean, am. It was nice that this was just a wave of three and not like hundreds, so mm-hmm. thousands. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'll take yeah. that. Yeah, I had to cancel sure. somebody today because they had COVID, and they were like, "Man, I really want to come. I've been waiting so long for this appointment." It was a new patient too. I felt bad, and um, but they had COVID, and I was like, "Look, we'll squeeze you in someplace else, but you know, you you can't come." Not today. No, with it's COVID. okay. Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. We we can it's reschedule. Cool. We don't can worry reschedule. about it. We got you. <laughs> you know. Listen, I be telling them, I'm like, I'm like, listen, my nurses can look out for you. If there's a cancellation, they'll call you. Like they'll they'll figure it out. We'll we'll right. get you in. It's it won't right, be another. Right. It won't be another three month wait. Maybe like right. another couple weeks, but we'll we'll figure we'll, it out. We'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, like we got you out. covered. Don't don't right. squeeze in here. So it is cool. Me. I gotta tell you about a case. I just remembered since we're on the COVID topic. So this lady came in, and you know she she had like fever, cough, runny nose, whatever. Like, you know, at this point, like a bunch of hospitals are not doing the mandatory COVID testing for you to get up to the floor. Mm-hmm. And I think at I think at some point people were just like, oh, whatever, she probably has like pneumonia, just give her antibiotics. And I'm like, you know what? COVID is still here. Like she fulfills all the criteria for it. 
let's throw on a nose swab just to check. And sure enough, she had, she came up and the time that it took for them to do the swab and the time she came up to the floor, she went from saturating on room air to like five liters. And of course, Dang, when she wow. the floor in her room, she was COVID positive with so my you getting decadron, you're getting room desert, you're getting the you getting everything. The you the kitchen, kitchen sink. sink right now. All so. the stuff. If mm. I in like in uh, like an hour or two hours for her to get up to her room, her oxygen levels had dropped so much that she required, you know, supplemental oxygen. Like that's what COVID can do to you. Mm. So just yeah. It didn't drop and, any further. Otherwise we would have had we we would have had problems. So Yeah. Y'all know um Hey, there is a vaccine, update vaccine coming out in about September, right? So right mm-hmm. just in time for flu and, cold se- flu and cold season. So there's going to be something interesting about this vaccine. So for people who have been keeping up, right, the last updated vaccine for COVID was a bivalent vaccine. We kept talking about new bivalent, new bivalent. Well, um, this new one is actually going back to monovalent, which is the word on the street is going back to monovalent. And it's dropping the original strain. Oh, mm. so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so so the vaccine that comes out, and I'm doing this off the cuff, y'all, because I've been reading since we've been going. I missed y'all. Um, um. So this one will. The thought process was the original strain isn't circulating as much. There's some other ones that are a little bit problematic that are some of the variants and different ones. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it didn't make sense, especially since most people who wanted to had already been vaccinated from the original strain. So this updated one is going to go back to the monovalent strain and it's going to be focused on the latest strains that are circulating. Mm. Oh, that, that makes so, sense. So you know, good to know. Cause some people are going to be like, why am I getting it again? It's going to be the same. Actually, this will be the first time that it's not the same and it's going to actually be a little different. So for people who are on the fence, they're like, I'm exhausted. I, you know, I can't figure out why I need to keep buying the same thing over and over again. This one will be uh, a little different just for people who are curious. Now, of course we do know that the vaccine waxes and wanes. That's cool. But Mm -hmm. do you have some protections? Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, while we encourage people to get it, I also don't believe in scare tactics. I do think you are somewhat protected if you've been vaccinated before. So I don't want to pretend like you're just out here vulnerable. I want people to know the data so you can make decisions about if you want to get vaccinated or not. So, but, so September's coming. Enjoy your hot girl summer. Wear condoms. But when September comes, get your vaccine should you, should you choose to do so. Mind you, speaking of the hot girl summer, I just wanted to throw out there that uh, the majority of the U.S. is going through like some pretty severe heat waves Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really getting hot out there. And I came across an article that was just basically, you know, the basic information that most people should know, but I can reiterate it. Basically, it was an article saying that once the temperatures get above 104, it's really hard for the human body to continue to regulate itself. And it increases your metabolism by about 35% if you're outdoors for too long when the temperatures are above 104. And there are multiple states where the temperatures are higher than 104. Um, And some of y'all are used to it, like the Texas, Oklahoma's and them's, y'all are used to seeing it. Um, But then there are some other states that are getting hotter than they're used to. So I just wanted to kind of put it out there that you guys have to remember to drink water. I know there's some people out here who hate drinking water, but you guys gotta drink water. You guys got to be sure to not be outside for extended periods of time. Be cautious about your kids, okay? I know kids, it's summertime. They want to go out and play, and they want to go out and play basketball. Make sure you tell them to stay hydrated. Give them some Gatorade, something. And if you feel like, you know, you're kind of feeling a little woozy, you know, you got to get inside. Or at least put, like, an ice pack on, like, the hot spots. The hot spots are basically, like, your neck, your wrists, you know, areas like that to make sure that, like, your cold points are good. Neck, wrists, chest, temples um breathable clothing things like that just stay cool because we don't need any of y'all passing out real talk Mm-mm. yeah i i don't know I, I have a bunch of friend groups that are still moving like to texas and i i am born and bred in the midwest i don't i can't fathom having two three months of just triple digit temperatures and just like being okay with it i, I would literally I just couldn't leave my house at that point. That's that's so that's too hot. Listen, if you got AC, you're okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but not in the Midwest. If we got temperatures up 
here like that like not every mm-hmm. house has like ac like some That's a lot true. of these houses have like window units mm-hmm. but i mean i guess that would be the standard down in like somewhere like texas where everywhere should have central ac so cooling would be a lot they focus a lot more on that which is fine we were just trying not to die under a snowbank up here in <laughs> chicago so what yo it's just actually we haven't had a lot of really snowy seasons in the past like two three years which it's not terrible but um polar vortex are never fun either so yo so i'm never that. getting over that polar vortex um I, I understand never. that's why you guys left it's yeah i can't <laughs> can't do it I mean, I wasn't gone. I wasn't convinced I was staying before that, but that definitely was the was the nail in the coffin. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh no, oh no, this ain't mm-hmm. it. Like and I then, don't know, wh- I don't know where I'm gonna live, but you know where it's not gonna be is here. Right. Right. And then we had to wear sweaters in end of June. I was like, this is wild. <laughs> oh, okay. I remember that I had to wear a sweater, and I was like, this is wild. Yeah, this I mean, listen, time. my birthday, my birthday's in May, and I was upset. I was like, it's still cold. It's still cold out here. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't, I'm like, I don't understand how people do this. Like, but the thing is, is that you actually don't have to put up with that. You actually could just live somewhere where the temperatures are mild, and you could just live in a major city where things are vibey, like LA. If you can afford it, yes. Come through. <laughs> Come through. <laughs> Listen, but to be honest with you, I actually like the um, I like the mid Atlantic uh, weather pattern as well because mm-hmm. I feel like they get all the seasons and the seasons are in the appropriate ratios and none of them are too extreme. So mm-hmm. like you know the Carolinas, Virginia, I feel like they do a really good job of getting all their seasons and don't and don't nothing last too long, and yep. I like that. Yep, I like too. that, and they even have a true fall, you know, because yep. I, I really do like fall, and the East Coast does fall the right way. The Midwest falls too quick. And of course, you know, we don't really get one over here in Canada. But, yeah. Alrighty. So today we are talking about blood clots. So, but I ain't Jamaican, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? That was hilarious. And I didn't even know you were going to say that. You know, I would have helped you. Yes. Listen, don't be putting me on at night. It's late. Um, I had a crazy week. Don't put me on that. We're talking about bumble clots. We're talking about blood clots. So, so, so blood clots, we're mainly talking about the, you know, blood clot that you get in your lungs and in your leg. So, in your, when you have a blood clot in your leg, it's typically called a deep vein thrombosis. And when you have a blood clot in your lung, it is called a pulmonary embolism. Because usually, most of the time, when you have blood clots in your lung, they can break off from blood clots in your legs and travel up to your lung and cause a lot of issues. So essentially, what are some risk factors for you to get a blood clot? There are actually a couple. We use a criteria called the Wells criteria to kind of see Um, score probability of you having a blood clot but usually if you tell us you have one of these few things and you're at higher risk for a blood clot and that's usually things like if you had any provoking factors so things like surgery recent trauma if you've been like sitting around the house and just been immobile for like days or weeks even like and usually that's something you get after surgery like if you had like a, a knee replacement or a hip replacement you're actually at a lot higher risk of getting a blood clot after surgery. And most of the time, or some of the time, you'll be put on some prophylactic um, blood thinners to help prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm. And other big things, like if you're on hormones. So previously we used hormones for some other things um, to help, you know, symptoms from menopause or things of that sort. And the certain hormones can actually increase your risk of developing a blood clot. And the biggest thing, probably the most common thing that we see when people come into the hospital is usually if you have some form of active cancer, some cancers, probably more, but usually we kind of clump them all together. If you have some form of an active cancer, you're at much higher risk for developing a blood clot. Yeah. So, and then I talk about meds, diagnosis, things of that sort. I usually see blood clots a lot more in my practice just because 
if you guys probably see someone with like a swollen leg and they have one of those risk factors or, you know, a symptoms that, you know, they're breathing hard, they're short of breath, you take their vitals, their oxygen saturations are low, like low where they need oxygen, then they're usually coming straight to the hospital. So I don't know if you guys, I mean, I remember in our clinic, uh, we did have a guy that came in to Inglewood and he, if I remember this one, he did not move from his house. Like he didn't move around his house at all for like two weeks. So he was like sitting for like two weeks straight and then came in to our clinic and his like his right leg, his entire right leg was swollen. Like Mm-mm. if you can think of like an elephantitis type leg, which is like really big, like really big. It, it almost literally looked like that. So he was kind of talking to him and he was telling me his story and I'm looking at his leg and his calf was like, it's hella tender. It was red. I'm like, given your history, this probably is a blood clot, but sometimes cellulitis, which is an infection of the tissue can actually present like that as well. So given his fines, we sent him in, I chart stalked him and he did get an ultrasound done to show he had a really, really big blood clot. So I don't know if that's happened to you guys in clinic. Inglewood, mm-hmm. it happened every once in a while, but. I mean, I've had some clots in, in clinic currently, but I don't know if I've had anybody just was, I'm surprised I didn't get a clot after residency because I'm pretty sure I laid around and did nothing for like two weeks straight. Well, I get, <laughs> I got, I've got, i gotten a lot of uh, patients that come in because they think they got clots. Um, and it's usually and because sometimes, yeah, they don't. But another risk factor is obesity. So that yeah, is also a big risk it. factor too. And um, usually you have the, it's usually one leg that is swollen um, more than the other. So, and other thing like having, being on like a long flight and not getting up, those are some risk factors too. And you got to ask all these questions, right? And a lot of these patients, they're like, oh, my leg is big. So I think I have a blood clot and they're scared. So sometimes I'll do the, I'll do the ultrasound to check. And a lot of times, sometimes it's, it's negative, but there's sometimes it can be positive. So it's one of those things that, you know, you have to, really tease out and see the risk factors and tease out the story to mm-hmm. kind of determine you got, do you guys have an imaging center like in your clinic like do you have bedside ultrasound capability no mm-hmm. but we're able to get um a stat ultrasound oh, really? if you need okay. it so you can like yeah. if you if they meet the criteria you can usually get a stat ultrasound outpatient that same day depends okay. on what time they come in though right That's nothing true. worse than a 340 patient that comes yep. in and they need ultrasound. You can't get it then. You got to send them over to the um, emergency room to the ED. Mm-hmm. But if they're in the first half of the day, then technically you can order it as like ASAP or STAT, and have mm-hmm. your um, team call and you know put it in so that you can get it. But they, it's got to be you know planned out. Gotcha. But you do see a fair share of them in the in the office. Um, and I mean I don't know if you, I don't know if you're gonna get to talk about this, Doctor No, but also, even there are some that are blatantly obvious, right? Like the 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 guy that Doctor Noah's talking about. Yes, but sometimes it's not, and I will never forget mm-hmm. this. I remember this was like in the beginning of like in the beginning of like COVID. Um, this person was new to me. Um, they were coming in, and they just had kind of non-specific things. You know, my shoulder hurts a little bit, my arm, something like that, and. But, you know, wasn't short of breath because since, you know, they had said they'd had COVID, like, you short of breath, you know, anything, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. My arm hurts a little bit, you know, blah, blah, blah. Man, she had a, so two days later, she saw me, she did get short of breath. She ended up going to the emergency room. She had a large PE. Oh, wow. Um, I remember this. And, yeah. yeah. And she was hot. Like, she was hot. Excuse me. Did you not hear me tell you about my arm? And I was like, I did. I was like, yo, I heard you. And I documented. I was like, you can go back and read my note. Like nothing that she said was not documented. But even as, as you know, when you see them, they are obvious. You do have to stay on it because sometimes the information is just not very specific, right? So she was mm-hmm. like not tachycardic. She was not hypoxic. You know, she had some non-specific arm pain. But you know, two days later, there she was, and and I got it. She was mad. You know, I think she came. She came. I think she came back make sure that I knew she was pissed off 
um, and she's mad. Then she can come back no more. Yeah, but, but but, but those are the hard ones. But those are the hard so ones. Hard. That are. Yeah. Because like, if you don't have certain things, like that's another thing that people don't understand. If you don't meet certain criteria, you can't necessarily get the imaging outpatient to really rule these things out, right? Because like, mm. like I'm not thinking that you have a blood clot in your lung if you're not um, tachycardic, meaning that your your heart rate is like really right. high or hypoxic, or hypoxic or meaning like short of breath or anything or your yeah, oxygen level is low if you don't have those things i'm not really thinking that right right so if anything if i'm gonna do something i'm probably gonna check if you if i did suspect a cloud i probably think it's in your leg first before i think to do anything in your chest right yeah so yeah, it was my first like post COVID clot, you know. Right. It, right, is that kind of was becoming a thing. Right. I think once we realize that you come a little bit sensitive to it, but I think about um that person a lot, and I'm like, I still would have like, mm-hmm. that wouldn't have been my first guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So clots are clots are not always easy to to catch. So, you know, I generally tell people to be you know vigilant. Give us all the history, all the data as much as you can, because you know, everybody's not going to walk in with one swollen leg. It's, oh, look yes. at this leg. It's super big. I've been sitting down for two weeks. I don't know what's going on. Some people, I, I'm like, you know, we're just out of other options. We've tried everything else. So let me just scan you. And you're like, what is that doing in there? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I usually err on the side of caution. So, like, even if I don't suspect it, I tell them I don't have a high suspicion that this is what it is. But because you are concerned about this and do an ultrasound i'm I like mean, let's yeah. do it you know because i mean it's kind of it's kind of a way that we think a little differently in outpatient inpatient because mm-hmm. i'm if you're coming into the hospital there's obviously something wrong enough where you probably need to be hospitalized right so, right it's different. Uh, a blood clot sometimes you can actually give um a switch we'll get into treatment later if you have no other risk factors and you have extremely good follow-up i have seen some er's We'll give like a course of a blood thinner and then have you follow up with the PCP. I have seen that. Um, but if you have a lo- like more complicated history, you have a higher risk blood clot. Like if it's like, um, this is all medical stuff, but like depending on the size of the blood clot in your lung, like if it crosses over um, into like the, the lung, if it's big enough where it causes your your blood pressure to be really, really low. Um, you need special medications and sometimes you need special therapies to actually go in and remove the clot. And mm-hmm. you are in the hospital, almost all the specialties, cardi- cardiology, pulmonary, interventional cardiology, all of them are on that case because if that clot gets any bigger then you, it can stop your heart and you can't die from it. Mm-hmm. So it, it can, it can really get to be that serious. So people are like, Oh, it's a little blood clot. You know, I'll go away. No, like these blood clots, these can kill you the other thing is if you have a family history of clotting disorders i was just gonna talk about that no no you are good no 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 i no i was just gonna mention that i'm happy you mentioned it i was gonna mention that and also the increased risk of uh clots with covid um those are probably the two that we haven't really touched on too much but go ahead no you're you're hitting it all no i'm just i i literally i've been getting like pe's and dvts for like the past three weeks so it's like fresh in my head but um, no, yeah. So if you're coming in, like if you have a family history. So I remember past episodes we talked about, you know, when I come down as the hospitalist and I ask you questions like, hey, you know, what's your past medical history? Do you have any surgeries? Do you have any family history? Um, and if I'm concerned that you may have a blood clot, I'll ask, hey, um, do you have any family history of like, you know, people with that bleed easily or they have like blood clots, you know, lungs, heart? legs and they're like you know what by the way yeah you know my mom had a blood clot my dad had a blood clot you know my sister had a blood clot blah blah blah. and if it's if it's a pattern that's pretty significant then you kind of dwell a little bit deeper like i i love my job so i can play sherlock holmes every once in a while i'm playing (laughs) sherlock holmes at like four in the morning but still you know my my brain is sharp so um but yeah those are questions you have to ask because family history is extremely important because um, if we need to test you for like thrombophilia, if you're missing a clotting factor, um, not, oh, missing. Um, yeah. So if you're missing like a part of the clotting cascade, then, you know, those are tests that we'll need to run. And then those are things that you may need lifelong blood thinners for. 
which no one wants, but you know, like I said, these clouds can be very deadly. I've ran, I've ran the test a few times in my office because there's some patients where either, you know, and there's a couple, there's a, there's a, there's a couple other conditions that could cause you to clot more often, especially certain autoimmune conditions. We can dive into that if you guys want to like lupus and such, but um, when it comes to the testing, because we can do the testing outpatient, I do have some patients where, like Nono said, they just have multiple family members who've had clots. And I'm like, did anybody ever investigate why they had the clots? They're like, no, not really. We just, you know, keep it pushing. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm like, someone, I'm like, someone needs to be tested. There's too many people in this same bloodline who keep getting clots and it doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially young. I'm like, this is young. Don't have any other reasons or health conditions or anything. So yeah, but long story short, there are certain there's certain genetic mutations that you can have and we can run a blood test for that to see if your body is more prone to clots than someone else's. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned, um, birth control can also. Yeah, she did. She said, she said hormones. hormones. Oh, I said hormone therapy. My bad. I was thinking just straight hormones, but yes, I mean, birth control, like the different options in it can also increase your risk for blood clots. Okay. And not so and not we- all not all birth control and not all hormones, specifically estrogen products. Mm-hmm. Specifically. So that would be your pill, your patch, your NuvaRing. Mm-hmm. Uh what am I forgetting? Pill, patch, patch. NuvaRing. That's pretty much it. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So keep note of that. So yeah. All right. So I, I think we touched on those top top ones. So medication. So you come in to your PCP's office, you come to the hospital, I got a swollen leg, I feel short of breath. How we diagnose you, we usually get an ultrasound, um, which compresses the veins in your legs to see if there's any issues with compressibility. And then that's usually how we diagnose a, a DVT, a blood clot in the leg. And then usually if you're coming in, the suspicion is a super high that you probably have a blood clot in your lung, we'll just send you straight to the CAT scanner. Um, and they take a really fairly sophisticated picture of your chest and looking at the um the pulmonary arteries and then they'll give you dye to help kind of light that up so when you look at the scan you can see that you a blood clot like it could go all the way out to the sub-segmental branches of your lungs the segmental bigger branches or it can be what we call a saddle which is a really big um blood clot that sits like right in your in your um pulmonary arteries in your heart heart lungs so yeah so essentially, so we see that, again, the treatments are a little bit different. So we're going to just talk about regular, you know, blood thinner treatment for people that come in. Every hospital policy is a little bit different, but sometimes I know with my hospital system, we usually will put people on a heparin drip. So you're like, why am I being hooked up to like this medication that can like thin my blood and I can bleed out any minute? It's not, it's not like that. So the, the medication specifically made to help break up the clots that may be present in your lungs and your, in your leg. And then sometimes, you know, we'll continue that, uh, the drip until we can get you onto an oral medication or the one that's injectable. So you can inject yourself at home with current, you know, ways of, you know, it's easier, a lot easier to take a pill than take a needle to, to the arm, to the leg or whatever. So usually we're going to discharge you home on like a pill that you will continue to take. Again, if it's a provoked blood clot or a non-provoked blood clot, that will typically determine how long you're on this blood thinner for. Um, so, yeah. Now, so, you know, people always ask me, like, how long is it going to take the medicine to dissolve my clot? But technically, blood thinners don't dissolve your clot. Blood thinners are there to prevent sequelae, right? You already have a clot. That clot has formed, it has hardened, it has stuck somewhere in your system, and we, we're we trying to get that to go. It's the reason why Dr. Noah's talking about, you know, if you got a pulmonary embolism, a clot in your lungs, if it's big enough, then we're not giving you drugs for that. We've got to remove it, Right you still end up on blood thinners after we remove it because we're now trying to prevent another clot from forming or more clots from sticking to the current clot that's in there. Right. And I say that because people will come back and they'll say, okay, it's been 
three months, you put me on this medicine. I had this DVT or I had this PE. It's time to stop it. Are we going to take a picture to see if it's gone? And that's not what blood thinners do. Blood thinners prevent worsening of a clot that's there that we don't remove and make sure that other ones don't form. That one is going to be there. And it actually can take quite a long time to for it to go away. It's going to go away slowly over time. And I think it's important to to know that because I, I think people get super freaked out and they demand a repeat clot. And listen, we're, we might be doctors, but we're humans. We fold. Some people fold and be like, okay, I'll do it so you'll feel better. But it creates a, a therapeutic nightmare. Like we've all been there, right? Somebody mm-hmm. got a clot and they did their therapy and then somebody repeated the CT to see if the clot was still there and it was still there. So they extended the blood thinners and then they um, did the, they, somebody repeated again, it's still there. And so then you end up with this poor person that's on blood thinners for life because now everyone's scared to like change mm-hmm. the therapy. So listen, it's going to go away. What we're trying to do is make sure you don't have another one. Yeah. Cause typically if you have one, you know, you're on it for like what the blood thinner for like six months. If you have two, mm-hmm. you then it's like it's a wrap. You're gonna be on it <laughs> for life. Te- you know, it's interesting because technically the literature leaves it a little ambiguous, right? It does. So it says three months, but if you keep months. reading a couple sentences down, you could do it as high as six months, mm-hmm. and then they'll say you know three two, to th- three to six, yeah, right? They don't they don't I give don't really you that. you should do it for this time. They say three to six depending on what the clinical circumstances are. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why it's also kind of important with the provoked and unprovoked because provoked meaning Mm -hmm. that there was, you know, the reason why I had it, why the person had it like, oh, they were on uh, birth control and, you know, that's what caused it. You stopped. They were on birth control and had a long flight flight. and then got COVID. And that was the reason. Exactly. So that's the reason. But unprovoked is kind of like, well, you don't know how they really got this. So. all of that matters there are some special circumstances so there's different and the nuances of like which blood thinner is is purely up to your doctor the literature is pretty clear about which blood thinner you would use for each situation because if you get a clot say if you get a clot from like a, a cancer or like a heart heart a funny heart rhythm so something like um afib or something like that the blood thinners that you use for those situations may be different and your doctor will explain to you essentially why. But another thing are, it is possible because people are like, if I'm on a blood thinner for life, then I should never get another blood clot, right? It happens. It does happen. So, you know, it's not, no medication is foolproof. Like, and not, not saying that it's like, it's like saying everything in life is 100%. So there are situations that can arise where it's not very common, but you can get another blood clot, even if you are taking one of the oral oral um, blood thinner medications. That is possible. If that's the case, you probably just need a modification of the dose, or there's many other blood thinner medications within that family that you'll probably end up making the switch to. But that happens so very rarely, so... Just a heads up if you do that, that does happen to you. If that did happen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing. So also very important because people actually end up in the hospital from this as well. So if you're on a blood thinner, there are some precautions that you need to look out for. So by God, if you fall and you hit your head and you pass mm-hmm. out and you were on a blood thinner, please take your butt to the nearest hospital right away. Like if you, if the fall was severe enough for you to lose consciousness, you know, that is, and you are on a blood thinner. We have seen catastrophic brain bleeds from very, seemingly very minor falls when people have been on a blood thinner. So that does happen to you. You need to come into the hospital, but you're like, Hey doc, I'm on a blood thinner for this blood clot that I have in my lung. Like Mm -hmm. if I had to come off of it and I have a bleed, like, what are they going to do? So you're like, oh, well, I mean, obviously, you know, we're just going to leave the blood clot there. Not the case. So if you do have uh, any complication from a blood thinner, you have a history of developing um, uh, blood clots in your leg or lung, whatever, the doctor will have a good conversation with you about getting something called an IVC filter. So it is exactly, it is, the description is what it does. 
they take a literally a little filtering device. So it kind of looks like a, I don't know, like an upside down palm tree mesh. I don't know. How would you guys describe it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds yeah. Right. Like, right? like a little, like a little upside thing. down grabber with mm-hmm. mesh exactly. on it. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. right, exactly. So they put that in the big, in uh, in Fiorivina Cava. So it's a big um, vessel on the side of your body. And that will actually collect any clots that may break off from your leg. If you do have a, a leg clot, it'll collect or prevent those blood clots from going up and going into your lung. So essentially, the blood clots, if you do have blood clots in your lung, those will eventually go away. But if you are at risk for developing blood clots, because they usually come from your legs, at least the IVC filter will prevent those clots from causing issues and ending up in your lungs. So if the doctor comes to you like, I got to put a filter in you, they're like, put a what? You know, that's essentially mm-hmm. what it's for. Mm-hmm. And usually those are in for forever. So, yeah. Any of our older listeners, when we do have to choose a blood thinner, typically we like to go with um, with Eliquis, which is twice a day dosing, even though they don't like it. It's a little easier on the organs for the older patients. Easier on the organs than like a Xarelto, so on and so forth. We really try to get, I, I haven't seen a patient on Warfarin in so long. Um, we, mm-hmm. I, it, I have, I, have. I don't want them to go yeah, to Eliquis so bad. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a couple of them. The ones who I have seen on Warfarin, um, they've been on it for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. And they usually don't want to switch over, but Warfarin is still used. It's out there. Zarelto, Eliquis um, is what I'm forgetting. It's okay. It doesn't matter. But point is, the doctor would choose oh, the right dose. Well, you don't usually discharge parrot, uh, Pradaxa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have some people on that. Yeah. Oh, one thing. So uh, the nice thing about one of these, this is just a nerd tip if, if anyone cares, but the, the newer oral um, medications, the blood thinners, so you don't have to do levels on those like you do warfarin. But the thing is that warfarin has been around the longest, maybe heparin is longer. I'm not sure. Um, but warfarin is the one where you actually have blood tests that you need to go in periodically to get make sure are within therapeutic range. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually a lot of primary care clinics, like you don't have to keep coming to the hospital risk, but a lot of primary care clinics will have a center where you can go in and get your levels tested and make sure you're therapeutic so your doc can readjust um, you know, your levels as needed. And pharmacy teams are amazing for that. So thank your local pharmacist for helping also make those readjustments and giving our little PCPs here a break. So. They are, but so many <laughs> things interact with warfarin. So it's pretty annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like food, medicines. Like, so that's why it's just so much easier since they came out with Eliquis and Zeralto. And now it's a little bit more affordable for people. So it's just so much easier to just be on it and don't have to monitor. Right, right. Yeah, so that's, that's all I got. That's a uh, blood clot. The questions. It's the questions. I knew. I knew. I knew you were gonna come. I knew you were gonna come. Come on. The questions. (laughs) gonna come through. Let's do this. I hit you with the questions. Come over. Okay. 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 Because you saw Beyonce. Questions tonight. Questions come over. Yes. Right here. Beyonce edition. Right now. (laughs) Right. All right. So. Here's one question. Hey, ladies. Love the show. Thank you. Mm -hmm. What should I do if I keep getting recurrent BV infections despite doing everything I can? Oh, I think that's a good question. I've got a lot of patients. Well, I don't have a lot. I got a Mm -hmm. few people. Well, it's hard. This is a hard question. This is probably a um, sunshine question because this is her her niche. Mm -hmm. Um. It depends on why you keep getting them. I think is the first question, and and the why is probably the most important thing to figure out because it's going to direct traffic. Um, for a lot of my women, there is a new partner, mm-hmm. and even if it's a committed partner, right? Because I'm it, for y'all listening, I am not saying this is something's happening. I've seen it in cases where, from from all from what we can tell 
Both partners are in a committed relationship. There is no extracurricular activities going on. But for whatever reason, the skin flora on the partner's skin and the vagina that of the person that's complaining is not, it's just not vibing. The pH is mm. always thrown off and and we don't know what to do. In that case, you know, if we test you, if we test your couple of times, it comes back positive, we treat you, we can in some cases put you in a longer therapy of metronidazole. Sometimes that'll work. Um, it does not always work. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically encourage my patients to use condoms um, very strictly for mm-hmm. at, least, at least six to 12 months to see if we can get this to calm down. It, everybody looks at me like I'm crazy and I'm like, I feel you, but what do you care about most? Right. Irritated, fishy vagina because of BV or having to use condoms because you still get to get laid, right? And so most of the time I will tell them to to do that. If it's just happening because, um, and this also counts for my LGBTQ, because what I every now and then I'll get some women to say, but I'm not sleeping with a man. My partner is a woman. I still think the same thing applies. If you're using um, hands, fingers, toys, anything to penetrate the vagina, if that's not covered in some kind of protective anything, then you need to practice those things, right? Mm-hmm. There is dental down for oral sex. Um, you can use, you know, they, they used to have the little finger um, condoms for like, you know, digital mm-hmm. penetration, anything like that. I would tell women to use for the next six to 12 months to see if you can get, just get the floor to calm down. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that works. Mm-hmm. What you think? Dr. Yeah. I was, oh, I didn't mean to cut off. Were you going to say something, Dr. Chris? No, I was going to say also sometimes with the therapy, um, you do a longer course of the metronidazole and also do that boric acid also for a couple months it's supposed to work but those treatments are like it's hit or miss sometimes it it works for people and sometimes it really doesn't so it is tough to treat so in in our women's health clinic we actually have i don't know if you guys have this but Mm -hmm. we actually have an expanded swab um we have an yeah we have an expanded swab where it can test patients for really resistant forms of yeast and for lesser kind of lesser known bacterias that could also cause you to have BV. And um, I do also have the privilege of working in a women's health clinic and I also work side by side with gynecology. So we have a lot of extra swabs that swaps that a lot of PCP clinics don't really have because sometimes you'd be surprised by the resistant types of yeast, especially with recurrent yeast infections and also the lesser known bacterias that can kind of just keep lingering around. And they're just not as common as like, you know, the ones that cause typical normal BV. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like do the those megasphere swabs. that comes yes. up a lot on mine. We do do that. Well, Gyne will do them, and so um, the megasphere uh, bacteria will come in, and I will see Gyne say, "Okay, this is megasphere. It's mm-hmm. causing BV," and and they will do a longer treatment. You know where well. you know where it might come up if if you don't have the really like detailed swabs. When you do a pap smear and you send off the cytology and sometimes mm-hmm. cytology will say, hey, normal, you know, the cells look normal, but we saw a hint of insert random bacteria. And you're kind of mm-hmm. like, what's that? Mm-hmm. You Google it and you're like, oh, this is one of the lesser, lesser causes of BV. And it's not going to be picked up, you know, on the typical swab because the typical swab is usually looking for, you know, three, four things, not too, not too expanded. But there are other bacteria that can cause BV. And they might need a different type of treatment as well. So that's always something to think about. Um, I completely co-signed everything Amy Jo said and everything Dr. Chris said. Um, And I don't know if I have too much more to add to that. I do have a question, though, for y'all as uh, providers. Because I am currently working with another doctor in my practice. And they swear by metronidazole gel and never prescribe the pill. And are we talking about the suppository? I mean, I feel the, yeah. the efficacy is the same. I, I mean, no, 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 no. I thought that the efficacy well, and see y'all listen here. This is welcome to medicine. Mm-hmm. I thought the efficacy was better for the oral treatment than the gel. Correct. That's what but, I was under the impression of too. Yeah, I have used it before, and let me tell you when. I had they don't want to stop drinking. They don't want to stop Would drinking. not finish because they were like, I'm outside. I'm trying to drink. And <laughs> they kept restarting, right? So I would oh, put them. And the problem is it's a long treatment, right? So it's it's seven days. 
Um, and so they would see me on a Wednesday. We would start the treatment. They would go away and they'd come back three weeks later and say, well, I did it, took it Wednesday, Thursday, and then I stopped it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I figured I couldn't start it back up again. And so they kept doing that. And in that case, I gave her vaginal metronidazole so that she could enjoy alcohol without stopping our therapy. <laughs> but technically, they're not. They're, it's a fine treatment. But if you, on the technicality, the oral is um, a more effective medication than that's the vaginal. What, that's what I thought. But it does come with the side effects. Just you cannot drink. Yeah, like you're, yeah. So like, I just, I just want to add because people may not know. This is like a very commonly tested board question. Um, if you drink alcohol while you're taking the oral form of metronidazole, you will literally be sick as a dog. Like it mm-hmm. is, it is, it creates <laughs> terrible. What's called a uh, dice is the disulfiram reaction. Yeah, and that literally just means the worst hangover. Put multiply that by a thousand. Maybe a million, because that's literally how bad it feels. So, um, literally, do not do not drink any alcohol while you're taking the oral form of this medication. I or you're gonna you're gonna regret it immediately. Well, I normally prescribe the pill most of the time anyway. Some people ask for the gel, so I give them the gel. But for the most part, that's what I I just give the pill. So do I. Pills my go to. I'm always like gel. I'm always like man, this is not going to get it done. And then, and then I got to wonder if it worked the way it was supposed to. Then they going to come back for another swab. It's going to be, I'm like, Mm-mm. we just, we, we're going to skip all of that. We're going to skip all of that. But I will also say, just know that, you know, I feel like if I were just a typical PCP and if I didn't work at a hospital, I also work in a hospital and I also work like next to OBGYN, but if I was a typical PCP and I have a patient who keeps getting ongoing, ongoing recurrent BV over and over and over again, I don't think it hurts to at least send them to gynecology at least once. So the gynecology can kind of dig a little bit deeper, use some special swabs, kind of just kind of at least for a one-time thing, just kind of as a consult um, to get some guidance. And then some, it might help. It might not maybe. This be, be that, that recurrent BV is tough. It is. Especially when it's partner driven. Because almost in every situation when it's partner driven, it's not a partner that they want to get rid of. (laughs) You know, like if it was somebody that was casual, you'd be like, yeah, right. uh, That's fine. I ain't going to fool with him. I'm not going to mess with her anyway. We're good. But it's always like two people that are like trying to like really establish a relationship. And it is just like, there, it's off. So, and I'm always a little hopeful. I'm always a little hopeful that maybe we don't know that there's an extra partner in there somewhere and that is playing a role in what's throwing off the pH. Look, because people date casually all the time, right? Like nobody necessarily wants to give up their roster until they know for sure. And so there's always a little part of me that's hoping like, maybe, maybe this is going to get better. For some people it does, but there's always that one group that they're like, it never got better. Every time we have intercourse, I am irritated afterwards and... Yeah. I have to start the whole cycle over again because I cannot imagine having to use Metro every month. Yeah, and some people get it consistently and they're not even sexually active. So mm-hmm. it just happens. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably, that's partly could be related to what they're eating and their diet. Mm-hmm. Um, or just that, that's just how their flora is. It's just, it's just. I was going to say, I've even sent some patients to gynecology and you'd be surprised because sometimes gynecology might even take like biopsies of just like the vaginal canal just to kind of see like what's going on in there. And sometimes they'll find something like if you have a condition where let's say you have like, there's a certain condition called lichen, like Mm L-I-C-H-E-N, like lichen planus, but Mm -hmm. of the vaginal tissue. Mm-hmm. Then that means you have ongoing inflammation, ongoing changes. And we remember, we talked about this in other episodes. Anywhere where you have ongoing inflammation, anywhere, it makes you more prone to infections. So, you know, there's there's little things like that that we could be missing, you know, and you might just need deeper investigation. That's all. Because I'm not doing a vaginal canal biopsy in, in my office. I'll be real no. with y'all. I'm, no, not, I'm not, not doing, doing that. that. We're not doing I'm not that. doing that. <laughs> not, not in my office. Go someplace else with that. No, 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 I don't. No. I don't even know. How do I even go for that? I don't even know. Sorry, I can't. I literally cannot do that. Oh man, I missed a goal. Golly, God. See, y'all are so y'all are no. so riveting. 
that I just missed. You know, shout out to the shout out to the U.S. Women's National Team. They are in the World Cup. We just scored another goal, three zero. Uh, sorry. It's okay. I they think can it get, they can, we got to wrap this up. That's that's no, right. but it's no, but it's cool. I can talk to y'all forever. They can get my chocolate kiss. I don't know if we're there yet, but they can get my chocolate kiss because I love me some. Yeah, we're chocolate. there. I think we're, we're there. there. Chocolate I think kiss. one yeah, one there. question yeah. is good. We'll do yeah, the next question. Your chocolate time. kiss. Yes. Yes. Your chocolate kiss mm-hmm. is for the the women's U.S. Women's National Team. team. I I love them. Listen, I'm a past soccer player. I love me some soccer. They trying to three p and this team is full of much more melanin than before, and they look so good. They so crisp. Mm-hmm. Nice. We up, we up three zero right now. My chocolate kiss actually goes since we since we're on that route. My chocolate kiss goes to Coach Joni Taylor and the U nineteen USA mm. women's team that is currently in Spain, um, competing for the FIBA championship. So they are doing amazingly well. Nice. They have won every game they've played. I think they've got about I think I think the quarterfinals is where we are at this moment quarter or the semis might be going to the quarterfinals so here's to the um u19 usa women's girls and their fearless leader uh so all the chocolate kisses to y'all kisses to joni and the girls yes that's amazing i guess my chocolate kiss goes to uh two of my girlfriends um my girl their, their family um are here um visiting me over the weekend so uh, we're going to go see Beyonce on Sunday. Um, Beyonce. So we've been, for, it's so funny because going from the bottom, we're literally, well, actually, we're going from the top now down to the bottom, and that would be floor seats. So um, we've been through a lot, and this is kind of a very restorative trip for all of us. And we're both, we're all really excited for the concert and just happy to be with each other once again. So. Shout out goes to Marja and Valerie. Oh, that's really sweet. That's dope. Really nice. So my chocolate kiss is not necessarily going to be that. So mine is, I had a great time in Nashville. So shout out to Nashville and the people that I met in Nashville. Man, I had this Uber driver. She gave me, she gave me all the, all the information. Like told me like what broke down Nashville for me. And it was awesome. It was great. Nashville's a lady. So nice. shout out to Liddy Liddy Liddy. Had a great time. Oh right. Oh my I so y'all, I didn't I was not on the last recording, but apparently these girls told me after the fact about our threads. Apparently threads is not with the culture, but I did not <laughs> listen to the whole uh episode and I create a threads account. So we now have a threads account. Um, yeah, our handle is the same as our everything else. So you can follow us at, at the chocolate MDS on threads. And the one that is for the culture, shout out to spill. Um, we have a, a new threat, um, spill page there. So please check us out there. And then as usual, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, same thing. You want to send us questions, please check out our website, www.thechocolatemds.com. And please send us your questions. Questions box is there. Y'all be safe this summer. We'll see y'all next time. Bye, y'all. Bye.